Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin. Doing a post-game pod for the Mavs win versus the Memphis Grizzlies. It was a good win. Um, they uh, pretty much dominated. Uh, it felt like the entire game, you know, uh, Memphis didn't really seem like they were any kind of threat. And uh, also, we'll, you know, kind of look at other things going on around the NBA. Um, but... First, we'll obviously start with that Mavs game. Uh, you know, the Mavs do get the win against the Grizzlies. Um, they 104-91. Sorry, I had to look. And uh, Luca had 37 points. And he had, uh, let's see, he was one assist shy of a triple-double. He had 11 rebounds. Um, and nine assists. It's so tough to be one assist short of a triple dub. I'd like to. I'm, I think somebody's already tracked it one time to see, you know, how many times. And I, I saw it not that long ago. How many times Luca's either been one assist or one rebound short of a triple double? And it seems like it happens so much. So uh, obviously he played a great game. Uh, Porzingis, I thought, had a fantastic game. I. I guess I missed where he fouled out because I was wondering why he wasn't in the game. You know, there was a uh, football game going on, and I was trying to watch both. So I, I missed where Porzingis fouled out. But, I mean, it's, he had eight rebounds, six blocks. That's just – that was just fantastic defense, fantastic rim protection from Porzingis. I mean, you can't ask for more. You know, he's 15 points – uh, Brunson had 13 points. It's funny with these the scores. You know, only three guys scored in double figures, and it was you know Brunson, KP, and Luca. Brunson had seven free throws. He made all seven of them. Uh, Brunson he didn't really do a ton this game, and I'm wondering if it's uh, you know I didn't know. I figured they had John ja Morant playing Brunson. You know, Morant is not a terrible defender. He's not great, but he's not terrible either. And, you know, I, Brunson, I, I think sometimes length bothers him, and Memphis does have length. So, you know, I, I think it happened uh, at the other game. People were talking about the length was sort of bothering Dallas, but I think Dallas won anyways because it wasn't the Phoenix game where, you know, they had the length. It was the one before, but... You know, Dorian Finney-Smith played okay. You know, he had a couple steals, a couple blocks. He had nine points, two for five on his threes. I guess 40%, you can't ask for much more. 40% is good. Uh, Maxi played a decent game. He, uh, he had seven points. You know, he was... One for two on his threes. I thought he could have shot more. You know, I think sometimes he gets a little hesitant. I, I think it's because the last couple games he's he said some pretty poor shooting nights, and I think he was a little gun shy. I you know I, I think his shooting will be fine. He needs to he needs to not hesitate uh, and just shoot it. Uh, you know, Lucas three point shooting was two for seven, which isn't great it's not awful you know 28 percent's not good you know he's nine for 12 at the free throw line uh 
Uh, Hardaway had nine points. Hardaway had three turnovers. You know, Luca had five, and I get it. Luca gets a lot of turnovers. He handles the ball a lot. His usage rate is a lot, and he, he gets a lot of turnovers. And some of them are frustrating because he's jumping to pass. But Hardaway's turnovers really frustrate me because you know Hardaway's not a guy who needs to be handling the ball, and when he's turning the ball over, it's it's bad passes and. You know, he only had nine points. He was two for five on his threes, which again is 40%. Not terrible. He was three for eight overall. And I, I just, it would have been nice to, it'd be nice to get better performance from Tim Hardaway. You know, they're paying him so much money. I, I was telling my wife, I think that Hardaway is playing terrible on purpose so that he doesn't get traded. And if that's the case, I, I, I guess. All you can hope for is better play from him after the trade deadline. Uh, you know, Reggie Bullock, he took a couple threes and missed them. He was a little hesitant, I noticed, on his shooting. Uh, you know, he, he played some good defense. That's all you can ask from him. Uh, I wish he would have made some more of his shots. He took a couple shots closer to the basket, which is good, and he made them. So, you know, he was 100% on his twos. He just, you know, missed his threes. And Josh Green played pretty well he got a lot of minutes um you know he he only had four points but you know josh green contributes a lot on the defensive end he he had two steals and you know two steals in 14 minutes is good basketball you know dorian finney smith had two steals in 35 minutes so um luca actually had three steals believe it or not he uh luca's had a block too luca actually played Really good defense this game, too. The defense all around, I thought, was just fantastic. It was it was just one of those games where Memphis couldn't do anything. I know Memphis was missing a few guys. You know, they, they didn't have Desmond Bain, and they didn't have Dylan Brooks, and I get it. You know, it, Dallas played so many games where they were missing guys, so I, I don't feel sorry for Memphis because nobody was feeling sorry for Dallas, so... You know, Dallas can only play the games on their schedule, and if Memphis is missing some guys, then so be it. You know, I guess Kyle Anderson didn't even play. So, it, uh, you know, they they played pretty much a, you know, they, they still have good players. You know, between Jaron Jackson, Steven Adams, you know, John Morant, and I guess even Conchar's been playing pretty good lately. Uh, you know, but... Missing those guys, obviously they're not the same team. But again, Dallas played so many games where they were missing guys. I just do not feel sorry for any team who's missing players because, you know, we've all had, all the teams had to deal with it, especially Dallas. Dallas, I think, recently a team played a 25th player and they passed uh, Dallas on number of players because Dallas has played 24 players this year. So it's it's good to see Dallas get on a uh, another roll. You know they can start another win streak. Uh, you know they, like I said that that loss to Memphis or Memphis that loss to Phoenix was tough. But you know if you if you're winning eight out of every ten, you can't complain. You know it's it is what it is. You're not going to win every game, but eight out of ten, you'll finish the season with a good record. So if they can just keep it keep it going um you know they'll they'll be okay uh you know right now utah is playing golden state 
And so, you know, with Dallas beating Memphis and either Utah or Golden State losing, that means just, you know, one more loss for a team in front of Dallas. Uh, you know, right now, they're still just fighting with Denver for the 5-6 spot. You know, I, they're still so far back, I feel like, from the other teams. But to me, they're playing just as good as anyone. So, you know, sometimes the, the, t- the losses to, like, the Knicks frustrate me because, you know, the Knicks aren't a good team. And so when Dallas lost that game, it's just so frustrating because New York, just, I mean, they're not a good team, and that was a winnable game. You know, the loss to the Phoenix, you know, it was disappointing, but it was pretty much expected. Phoenix is the better team. I, I would like to see Dallas improve their team. I don't know how they do it. Um, if anything, you know, I, I guess if you're going to trade anybody, trade Hardaway, you know, they, they, I think they got to figure out how to keep Brunson. I, the only reason I say that is I just, I just don't think Dallas is going to be able to sign anyone any better. You know, it, Kevin Durant isn't gonna come and play for the Mavs you know there's not a lot of Zach Levine I think is a free agent after this year but I fully expect Levine to stay in Chicago and when you look around at free agents there's not a lot of just guys out there that you look at and you're like man that's gonna make our team that much better if we dump Brunson and bring this guy in now if you're gonna trade Brunson you better get an all-star back. You know, you better be bringing back Ben Simmons or John Collins because you're going to have to replace his productivity. And you can't replace his productivity with Dennis Schroeder. I'm sorry. I just don't think that that's happens. So, I, you know, even, even with Dragic, you know, Dragic, I like Dragic. He, he can be a little injury prone, and Brunson is really good about playing basketball. So, like I said, I, I don't think many trades are going to happen. Um, one team that's intriguing me right now is Portland. You know, Damian Lillard's not playing, and I feel like Portland's got to do something. I You know, I, I didn't think they would ever trade Damian Lillard. But if you traded Lillard for Ben Simmons, Portland probably makes the playoffs. They're sitting in number 10 spot right now. And they're 6-4 and four in the last 10. And they've been winning a lot of basketball games. You know, they... they I think they won tonight. They beat the Raptors. And they're, they've got... Anthony Simons has just been killing it. I mean, he's got nine, he had 19 points. He was 5 for 9 on his threes. You know, CJ McCollum's back playing. He was 3 for 5 on his threes. Um even Dennis Smith played, he scored 5. Um it's fun to see him back playing and, you know, contributing, but you know, if you trade Lillard for Simmons, you might be able to get another player 
like you're kind of like a, a Tyrese Maxey or, you know, just something like that, right? And that would be that would be an interesting addition to Portland. And the only reason I bring up Portland is because I do believe um, on Tuesday night, the Dallas Mavericks... Oh, Dallas Mavericks played Golden State. I'm sorry. I was thinking they played Portland. <laughs> Tuesday night, Mavs play Golden State. And I got that completely wrong. Okay, Wednesday night, they play Portland. They do play a back-to-back, and it's Golden State-Portland. So, the reason I bring that up is Dallas does play Portland coming up. And Portland's been playing really good basketball. So, that game, you know, sort of makes me a little nervous, especially being on a second night of a back-to-back. The Golden State game is going to be a tough game. Uh, You know, the only thing Dallas has going for them is Draymond's probably not going to play. I hope not. And um, right now, Golden State's playing, and Clay Thompson's not playing. Now, I don't know why Thompson's not playing. I don't know if he's being rested or if he's got an injury, but Clay Thompson's not going to play. Um, right now, Golden State's winning. Uh, they're, they're still playing while I'm doing this podcast. You know, I'm doing it right after the game, the Mavs win. So, um, Seeing, seeing Golden State, Golden State, I, I figure will win, and maybe, you know, Dallas can, you know, if they can beat Golden State and Portland, I, that's just kind of a big ask. You know, this was kind of a gauntlet type schedule for Dallas to put, you know, Phoenix, Memphis, and Golden State, <laughs> and then, you know, you think you might have a break with Portland, but all of a sudden Portland's playing some, you know, really good basketball. So, uh, you know, if I, if I want to look ahead to, you know, some of these Mavs games, they're, they're playing Indiana on Saturday, and that's in Dallas. So Rick Carlisle will be back. Um, and then they play Sunday, Orlando, at Orlando. So you get, you know, even though Portland is below 500, they're still a good team. So you get this, you get this four games of Portland, Indiana, Orlando, and Oklahoma City. Now, I do believe Dallas lost that game to Indiana. I, I can't quite remember, but after the OKC game on February the fourth, they do play Philadelphia. So that should be a tough game for Dallas, especially with Joel Embiid, but then, you know, it's Atlanta, Detroit, the Clippers twice, Miami, okay, so we don't want to get too far, but, you know, they do have another, you know, coming up in the end of February, you know, they play Utah, Golden State, Lakers, and then Golden State, um, you know, their, their schedule is, it's kind of tough, but, you know, and then they play, um, Let's see, they play Boston, Brooklyn, and Philadelphia, and Charlotte, and even Minnesota. They play that, you know, in a row, and they, they've got this tough march, you know, because then they got, they got Minnesota, Utah, Lakers, Cleveland, Washington, Milwaukee, and I, you know, 
I just they just have to keep playing the way they're playing now. Um, you know, I could tell watching that Mavs game. I, I felt like I felt like the Mavs wanted to win this game more than I've seen them want to win a game. You know, sometimes when the Mavericks play, they they sort of look like they have no energy, and it's very frustrating to watch because you just wonder what are they doing. But I felt like this game, they they wanted to come out and prove something, and you know, just it was really good to see them dominate the whole way. And you know, if they play that way against even some of these good teams, or even you know that they like you know Golden State, and then then when they play like. Uh, you know, like uh, that Eastern Conference when you're, you're playing against like Milwaukee and uh, Philly and Brooklyn and stuff like that. It, you know, if you play the way they play tonight, you know, you can win. Uh, now, I would like to see some of their shots go in a little more often than, you know, I felt like it was tonight. It, you know, like I said, it's, I felt like some of they passed up some shots to you know they were they were nine for 30 on their threes uh memphis was four for 24 they shot 16 percent on their threes that's kind of crazy but you know nine for 30 isn't that great um the fact they only took 30 was kind of funny uh it was you know that's not as many as they usually take they you know usually take more so it was good to see them sort of back you know take more twos and like i said i one of the one of the plays i thought you know reggie bullock he did a pump fake and he dribbled around the guy and took a two and he made it and i'm like you know that's that's what we need more of from bullock if his threes aren't going in let's you know let's get some twos you know the twos are better than zero and i you know i've said that a hundred times on this pod so i just you know it was really good to see the mavs Sort of just dominating games. Really good to see Matt, uh, Luca shoot fifty-two percent overall. Uh, you know he took twenty-five shots. He typically doesn't take that many. Um, it was good to see him take that many because I, you know it's obvious he's their best player. I like that Porzingis took the second amount. I like he took eleven. I thought Porzingis should have taken more. Um, Porzingis was making his shots. I, I would have liked to seen him take more, but. You know that it, it is, you know the game happens how it goes. You know he he had Stephen Adams on him and Jaron Jackson and I I guess you know Jaron Jackson's sort of a long defender and you know he he's kind of like Porzingis in the length. Stephen Adams got has the strength. I thought it was funny that Jaron Jackson defending Luca a lot and they were running the screen to put Stephen Adams on him. You know, because they were switching, and I, I just thought it was interesting they put Jaron Jackson on Luca as if the longer player might bother Luca. I, I don't know. I, I didn't know. Maybe that's something I'm missing. I I've never really noticed a a lengthy player like Jaron Jackson really bother Luca. Now I've noticed guys like um, Ben Simmons. You know, defends Luca well, but it's not because of his length. It's just because he's a good defender. Um, you know, there's other guys out there that do well against Luca, but I don't think it's because 
their length. I just think it's because they're good defenders. So I, I think they were thinking that they'd put Jaron Jackson on him because his length would bother him. But Jaron Jackson, he's not really that great of a a one-on-one defender like that. Now I know he's got like he's he's like one of the top guys in the league and block shots. He had no block shots tonight, but I think he usually does get a bunch of blocks. But as far as a one-on-one defender on the perimeter, I, I just don't think that's his strength. Um, you know, maybe because they were missing so many guys, they were trying to get creative. Uh, maybe that's what it was. Because usually Dylan Brooks would be covering Luca. If it's not Dylan Brooks, it'd have been, you know, uh, Kyle Anderson or whatever. But uh, you know, like I said, it's it's a it's a good win. So um, as far as you know, other stuff going on around the NBA. Uh, you know, the Nuggets probably going to beat Detroit. They're up by two with thirty four seconds. Utah just took the lead on Golden State, but there's still like eight minutes left. So uh, you know, the Clippers lost. I just they're going to have an up and down year till. They either make a trade or uh, I'd it'd be interested. To, I'd be interested to see the Clippers make a deal for uh, John Wall. I think that would be fun, especially if you know, like you put, you put like uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, he's uh, Luke Kennard because Luke Kennard's making a lot of money. You know, you put Luke Kennard in a deal. Maybe you put Reggie Jackson in the deal. And, uh, you know, maybe you want to give him a young guy like Terrence Mann or something. And you bring back John Wall. And then you have a lineup of, like, John Wall, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard if they can come back in, like, the end of March, early April. I just think that would be so funny to see. Uh, I don't know. I think it would be interesting to see. Uh, you know, John Wall's fun, a name out there that's – I just I don't know if he'll be traded. Uh, you know he still has another year left on his deal. Uh, it's it's tough when a guy's making that much money, and he's not going to give you the production that you want him to get you. You know, you can get you can get from you know Jalen Brunson what you get from John Wall, and you know Jalen Brunson's only making a couple million dollars, whereas John Wall's making forty. So. You know, it's finding a trade partner. You know, it's the same thing with Russell Westbrook. You know, Lakers played the Heat tonight and lost. Um, they fell to under five hundred again. And, you know, Russell Westbrook, he's just, he's not a good player, and he makes a lot of money. He's not having a good season. He was 0 for 3 on his three-pointers. You know, he did score 24, and he was only a minus one, you know, in the plus-minus. But... You know, he, he was 60%, but, you know, he, he turned it over three times, which isn't terrible. He had nine rebounds, nine assists. He actually had a, a decent ball game. But, you know, they had two starters, uh, Trevor Reese and Dwight Howard, who had zeros. You can't you can't have two starters get zero and expect to win. Ariza was 0 for 5 for, on his threes, and that's all he took was threes. And, you know, Trevor Reza can't play basketball anymore. I, I have no idea why people continue to try and sign him. He's not a good basketball player. He just he can't play basketball. DeAndre Jordan, he's not a good basketball player anymore. He got a DNP, coach's decision. decision. 
you know, Austin Reeves is a guy who can shoot, and he's getting his minutes pulled back. Maybe he's not a good defender. I don't know. But it's like you need guys who can shoot out there, and Ariza's not one of them. Um, you know, Avery Bradley had a decent night. LeBron's shooting was pretty terrible tonight. That's probably one of the reasons they lost. He was one for eight on his threes. But, you know, they, they just don't get any sort of uh, – they don't get any help because they just – they put together a bad roster. But, you know, as a Mavs fan, it's I like to see that. Now, they lost to Miami, who obviously I'm not a huge fan of either being a Mavs fan, so – I'd rather see the Lakers lose, though, because they are in the same conference. Um, you know, Chicago's a team that's been having a rough go at it for a while, and they lost to Orlando. Um, you know, Orlando, they had uh, seven guys in double figures. Um, <laughs> Mo Bama played six minutes and scored zero. That's kind of funny. Uh, you know, they, they got a good draft. That Franz Wagner... He's a good player. Um, you know, he, between him and Jalen Suggs, who, you know, had 15 points, five rebounds, seven assists, you know, he, he's a good player. Obviously, Suggs, I don't think, is going to be a superstar. I don't know if Wagner is going to be a star or not. I, it's tough to tell on a bad team whether, I don't know, he's having a really solid rookie year. But at some point, if, you know, maybe they trade Jonathan Isaac, um, you know, maybe Markel's, Markel Foltz comes back and gives them something. I, I don't know when those two guys are going to play. I have no idea what's going on with those two. But, uh, you know, the Bulls, they've been having a tough go at it here lately, especially when Levine got injured and they, they kind of, they can't really put any wins together. Um, they're dropping in the standings. Uh, Atlanta beat Charlotte. Atlanta's four games under five hundred. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Minnesota beat Brooklyn, which is funny to see. I, I Kyrie played and scored thirty. Uh, Kevin Durant is out, so he wasn't able to play. Obviously, Joe Harris has been out. Nick Claxton has been out. Nick, Nick Claxton is on the trade block. I'll tell you what. I'd like to have Nick Claxton. Uh, you know, we still have a problem at center, I think. Nick Claxton would be a good addition to this team. But I, I just don't know what Brooklyn might want for him. So maybe it's just a trade uh, that that trade exception we have or whatever. Maybe they'll take that. But... Uh, you know, we'd have to dump a player. I don't know who it'd be. Um, they've already got to... If if Drogic gets bought out, they're already going to have to drop someone who I figure to be Burke. But, uh, you know, Brooklyn lost. And they had Harden, who scored 13. Had a rough time. At, he took 13 shots. It was four for 13. That's just terrible. Um, Patty Mills had more shots than James Harden. Kyrie took 20 shots, scored 30. Um, Brooklyn's sort of a flawed team. You know, they're relying a lot on LaMarcus Aldridge, who is an old player, and Blake Griffin, who's also just 
he he just got old fast, and they they just they're having a tough go at it. And you know when when you look at the standings in the East, you know Miami's are are all of a sudden number one. Now Milwaukee's only a game back, so is Chicago and Brooklyn's only half a game back. Cleveland's only two games back, and Philly's only two and a half. So it's still really close. Everybody's still sort of bunched together one through six. Uh, you know, Charlotte's sitting at seven, and Boston's made a move up to eighth. Toronto is at ninth, and Washington has fallen pretty hard to tenth. Uh, Washington has had some bad basketball lately. I don't know if they're missing guys, they've got injuries, I don't know what their deal is, but they started so hot, and they have gotten so cold. New York and Washington have the same record, so Washington could be the odd man out if they don't watch it, especially if New York makes a move to you know get better. They already got Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish played today. I don't know if he really helped them or not. You know, I I guess I could. They did win the ball game um, against the Clippers, and you know Reddish only had two points. He only played five minutes, but. Um, you know, I, I think Reddish is a good player. Reddish, to me, is the kind of player that Thibodeau would like because he defends. He's a long player who can defend. So it'll be interesting to see once he gets kind of acclimated in that team how many minutes because Thibodeau will overplay guys, um, especially if you can defend. And I think Reddish is the type of player he'll overplay. So, uh, you know, Atlanta, they're still 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They've won four in a row. And there's still four games under 500 sitting at the 12 spot. It's so, it's crazy that they've won four in a row and they're still in that 12 spot. That shows you how far back they were. Uh, Indiana and Detroit and Orlando, they're just out of it. Indiana's just got to do something. They've got to make some trades. Orlando and Detroit expect to be bad. Indiana didn't. So, um, heck, Atlanta didn't either. And I, I don't know what they're gonna do. Who knows? We still got we got less than a month for the trade deadline, so it'll be interesting. You know, we're already in the the twenty third of January. February's coming to uh, you know, and that trade deadline's like I want to say like the fifteenth or something. I can't exactly remember the tenth. So it'd be you know, if something's gonna happen, it's gotta happen soon. Uh, you know, Phoenix, they're still a hot team right now. They've won six in a row. Golden State, they're playing right now. We'll see. Memphis, obviously Dallas just beat them. And Utah, they're 4-6 in the last 10. They've sort of been struggling. You know, Dallas is sitting at 5. Denver sitting at 6. Denver, I think they did win. Um, it was a close one. They did win by 6. Um, so, you know, Dallas isn't sort of putting any distance between them and Denver. Um, Warriors are up by two with three minutes left, so we'll have to keep an eye on that while I'm, you know, doing this. But you know, if if the Warriors get the win, you know, Memphis has 17 losses, Dallas has 20. Um, Dallas obviously had a long way to go to catch up because of the way, you know, they they were missing so many guys for so long it sort of reminded me of last year they're having i feel like a, they're mirroring the season last year where they had the covid protocols that just destroyed their team for a few weeks and they were so bad and then all of a sudden they get healthy 
everybody gets in shape, everybody's playing, and they were on like a 55-win pace. So um, Minnesota has moved up to the seventh spot. Um, they're still 500, but you know Minnesota's seven and three in the last ten. They they've played pretty good basketball. You know I I'm excited that I actually picked Minnesota to finish in the top ten. Now I finished picked them to finish tenth. Um, I thought Portland would be better, and I thought obviously both LA teams would have been better. Um, those haven't gone out so far, and there's still a lot of season left. But you know I'm, I was pretty excited. I picked Minnesota because I thought they had. Um, a good team and you know they do have a pretty decent team uh so uh you know the two la teams are struggling obviously i i I don't know what the lakers are going to do lakers always want to make a trade but you know i i don't know what they're going to have to get a third team involved and they're going to have to give up taylor horton tucker for something um i don't know who's available westbrook's not getting traded i don't know any team willing to take westbrook i just don't know who wants him I can't think of anyone who would be willing to take Westbrook. I, I look up and down these teams and I think to myself, would this team be willing to do it? You know, would this team be willing to take that chance? You know, maybe it's New York. I don't know. That, at this point, New York is sort of, you know, they're not good enough to do anything they're barely going to make the playoffs. So do they swing at something like that? Um, Obviously, I think you'd have to get multiple teams involved to make the money work because Westbrook makes so much. But, you know, Westbrook in a position where he's not playing with a dominant, ball-dominant player like LeBron may play different. You know, last year in Washington, Westbrook was good. That's why Lakers liked him and got him. But Bradley Bill isn't a ball-dominant player like LeBron James is. But obviously, you want LeBron to have the ball. So, you know, Westbrook just, he's not going to outshoot anybody. But at the same time, you know, it's, he just, I don't know. I, I just don't think L.A., the Lakers are a right fit, and I just don't know how they get rid of them. You know, like I said, you would have to get a third team involved. And I, the only team I can see when I look up and down, the only team I can think of is New York. You know, you put you put Westbrook in the backcourt. I, I who knows? Uh, obviously, I, I don't know what the Lakers are getting back. Uh, maybe they just trade them just to get rid of them. I don't know. To me, they're a better team without them. So. I just I, I think he's on their team the rest of the year. They're kind of stuck with them. Um, you know, New Orleans is playing okay basketball, but I, I just I, I guess Zion's not going to play this year. Um, you know, last I heard, Zion was in Portland. I, I don't know what he was doing out up there. Maybe there's some sort of, and not to make any sort of like sort of fat jokes or whatever. I'm not gonna, you know, I know some people obviously struggle with their weight i just you know as a if you're a professional athlete i feel like you know your kind of one job is to stay in shape and the fact that zion can't do it is kind of funny to me because you know there's got to be some nutrition on the team who can help him put together a, a meal plan and you know maybe that's what they're doing maybe they took him out of new orleans to get him out of 
all that fried food down there. Um, you know, maybe that was the whole idea. And maybe they got him working out. Um, you know, being only three games, basically two and a half games out of that 10th spot, you know, Zion can make that big of a difference. You know, Zion, he's a difference maker. Now, Portland, on the other hand, Portland's playing really good basketball. Now, Portland might make some moves. I don't know if it'll make them better or worse. But Portland's playing some really good basketball. Uh, you know, the rumor was that Nurkic and Covington were available. You know, I'm not sure who wants... You know, I could see Covington being moved. There might be a team out there who might like him. They might covet him. <laughs> Pun intended. But, um, you know, Nurkic, he's not the same guy since the injury. Um, you know, I, I don't know who might want him. You know, maybe there's a team out there that can bring him off the bench or something that can help him. But I'd be curious to see what happens. I think Nurkic makes too much money for what he gives you. Um, Sacramento, they're just not winning games. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Why Sacramento still BSs around with that team, I have no idea. They've got poor management. So, you know, San Antonio, they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10, but they just don't have any talent. You know, I like Murray. I would love Murray on our team, DeJounte Murray. I, I don't think it's ever possible we ever get DeJounte Murray. But that's all they got. You know, they traded, um, I guess it was Forbes away to Denver. I think that was the trade. And Bull Bull went to, uh, like, Boston or something. I, you know, it's just a, a three-team trade that really didn't mean anything. But I just don't. San Antonio... They're, they're just, they've got to start over. To me, San Antonio should try and get Ben Simmons, but eh. they should also try and get uh, Sabonis. If I'm, if I were San Antonio, I'd go after Sabonis. You know, that could really, you know, he could be a guy they could build around. Um, so, you know, Oklahoma City, they're trying to lose. Houston's trying to lose. Uh, like I said, Eric Gordon. To me, is a guy who I would love Dallas to be able to get. I know, just based on my Mavs fandom, that Eric Gordon will probably end up going to the Lakers somehow. You know, they'll put some three team to trade together where, like, Houston will take that Horton Tucker and they'll give Eric Gordon to the Lakers. And of course, being the player that Gordon is, he'll you know average 20 a game and they'll win a bunch and it'll just be so annoying um i just want anybody but the lakers to get eric gordon so i i hope if they do trade him they trade him to a team like heck even dallas you know if you could figure out a way to move hard away and bring in gordon nico would be gm of the year if you ask me uh, you know, Hardaway is, he's sort of the odd man out at this point. Um, he's very frustrating to watch. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Um, you know, I, I, I hate that they 
paid him so much money and he's really offering like nothing um you know eric gordon makes 18 a year and hardaway makes 21 but there's no way that they would do that trade straight up because um you know why would why would houston take on that kind of money you know they would have to they would have to bring in a third team. Um, I, I don't know who that third team would be. You know, maybe it is a team like New York. And, you know, maybe New York gets Hardaway. And Houston can have someone like, you know, Houston obviously wants a young player. But, you know, maybe somebody like Quigley or Grimes or something like that. Um, you know, Quigley hasn't been playing a ton. Like Grimes might help. Oh, my trade failed anyways. <laughs> but, you know, it would be it would be interesting to see if if Houston does move Eric Gordon and if they do where he goes. Like I said, I, I, I just hope I just hope that he doesn't end up a Laker. So, I guess I'm going to end the pod there. Uh, you know, like I said, Lakers play, or Lakers, Mavericks play Tuesday and Wednesday. I will probably do a pod after both games. I, I, I didn't look to see, um, you know, if on Tuesday the game happens to be um, an early game or not. Now, it starts at 9 o'clock on my time, so... Uh, you know, it ends too late for me to make a pod. So I'll probably do one. Um, the game on Wednesday starts again at 9 o'clock. Um, so I probably will do a pod on Thursday afterwards to sort of cover both games. And hopefully, you know, I think best case scenario, they go one and one in those two games. Um, you know, and just sort of stay on the... the um, you know, eight out of every ten sort of path and just see how that goes. Um, but uh, if you uh, would like to follow me on Twitter, you can at the Mavs Outsider. If you could rate and review the podcast, wherever it is you get your podcasts. And until next time, we'll see you later.